Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Guys, up. What's up? I'm getting my COVID booster tonight. How exciting. I'm going to feel so crappy. <laughs> like hearing horror stories about it. Like, get fevers. Like, worse than the first go around, but whatever. I bad. didn't really have anything the first go around. You didn't? Did you get um, Pfizer? Yes. Yeah. I think Pfizer is the only one that's approved for the booster. I don't think Moderna is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, but Moderna does better against uh, Delta. Yeah, that's why they're they're looking to get like make it to where you can get a different brand as your booster. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well then if I have a choice by the time I'm able to get a booster, I'm gonna go for Moderna. Yeah, so that I can spread it out. I'm like, I feel more emotionally attached to Pfizer because like they were my first, but I could. (laughs) I could be convinced to go to Moderna. You could be polyamorous with your I could be polyamorous with these companies. <laughs> 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 like literally, I was thinking about uh, <sighs> Good times, good times. Holy shit, there was a lot of internet stuff happening this week. Were you online? <sighs> like, what are you referring to? Like, uh, Alec Baldwin... Um, oh, that's so sad. Shot somebody. That is people. the saddest thing. I feel so bad for him. I know. I feel I'm... bad for her family. Oh, I feel feel like... bad for her for being dead. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I you can't really feel dead. bad for her because she is dead. And, like so she didn't feel little... nothing. But yeah. So I still. <laughs> yeah, she's in heaven. Her family, her kid. Oh yeah, but it's it's yeah, it's the people left behind. Um. I was so confused because they're like, oh, a blank. It was a blank prop gun. So, And then you hear that there was a live round. Was there a live round in it? That's because... what I was, I've been hearing like in the last couple hours. That they're okay. Like, oh, it was a live that round. makes more sense. So I read a nice little interesting uh, explanation of prop guns and I tweeted it from my Twitter account if y'all are, it was very informative. So the big difference between a blank and a real like live round is there's like kind of like this wad of like plastic. There's like a plastic tip versus like the projectile bullet that comes out of a gun. So what happens is like you can get killed by a blank. If they don't clean out the chamber well enough. If they don't clean out the chamber, but you can also get killed if it's a close range. Right, shot. but they were sitting, the DOP and the director, who was also shot, um, were sitting behind a plexiglass. Because oh my god, and they still... It was, a, it was a live round. Oh, like they intentionally knew it was a live round? No, they didn't. Oh my god. And so everybody's asking what the fuck was a live yeah. round doing in this gun. And also, how did they get, how did two people get shot? Maybe the bullet went through one and maybe yeah. I feel like this is going to turn into the Zapruder film but like yeah I think it's awful I saw a picture 
like somebody, some paparazzi, you know how paparazzi are. Oh, I know, they're assholes. Um, <laughs> but somebody took a picture of Alec Baldwin I kind of like it. outside the sheriff's department, just like doubled over. I just like, this is just something and that ruins be like, even your though life. He knows like logically the way film sets oh, work no. and the way yeah. prop guns are handled. Yeah. It is not his fault. No, like, no. listen, I'm not I've heard, huge, I've heard several people try to lay blame no, and say, oh, he no, should no. check the gun. No, no, no. They, they have a process on movie sets and TV sets mm-hmm. for how to deal with guns. Mm-hmm. And the actors are literally not allowed to do anything with the gun other than what they're told to, to told do. To do. Right. The prop master, the, the weapons master, whoever it is that's handling the guns, it's their job. Yeah. And so, like, even though he has to know logically he's not at fault yeah he's gonna have to live the rest of his life knowing i shot somebody and she died i just don't even like that like that I mean, it just ruins i don't know how you live with that it's just it's unspeakable it's just an unspeakable even though it was an accident even though he didn't mean to and listen i am not an alec baldwin fan i'm fine throwing him under the bus for stuff that he's act like are is actually his fault but this is not, you know, it was just a horrible accident. And I really wish these sets would stop using real guns. Like, well, and that, it sounds like that? that's what's going to be the, the push now. Is well, I'm glad the... that three people had to, well, two people died. So Brandon Lee, because everybody brings up Brandon. Um, oh, yeah. Every time. I remember that's our the generation. day that happens. Yeah, that's our generation. <laughs> I'm like, probably like, if we have any 20 something, they're like, what the who the fuck is Brandon Lee? Trust He's me, an important person to us, okay? We yeah. remember. The Crow. Oh. I actually couldn't watch The Crow. I no, I couldn't it. either. I couldn't watch it after I knew what happened to him. So he got accidentally killed. There was like a, it was like a, the tip of a live round was left in the gun. But, you know, anything coming at you at, 300 miles an hour. The thing is that there is safety protocol for this. They are supposed to go through these guns and check them for debris before they're they're loaded with the blanks. I just so, like, I don't handle guns, so, like, I just don't understand. How do you miss a fucking bullet in the chamber? Well, yeah, that's the big question. If there was a live round, how did that get into the gun? How did that get into the gun, and why wasn't it found? Because they're supposed right. to be going, there's like multiple steps to this. Right. Like there's two and three people who check the well, weapon. And I don't know the validity of this, but I've heard that some of the film crew had kind of walked out on that. I set heard that too. Yeah. Earlier. But but it was camera guys. I don't know if it was like because the of seat. safety issues. And oh, such. okay. Mm. So it's like, I think somebody on that set is in big fucking trouble. Yeah. Um, somebody's gonna go to jail there's um there's several tiktoks that have been covering this one of them is um actually their their ad is props to history so like they always talking movie props they that's their business they know all about this yeah and that's where i've gotten a lot of my information on this from because they're like this is what happens on sets and this is what this could mean and you know etc and so yeah my friend Chelsea, she's like she's like a legit like that's she teaches at a college, but she also produces and directs a lot. So like she was retweeting all of this stuff about like how it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. Like there's processes yeah, no. for that. I'm like, okay, if Chelsea's Chelsea's like my gospel. Yeah, I oh. have seen a lot of it on. I'm just on, so sad. It's uh, just such an awful. It's 
terrible. Everybody's going to need lots of prayers because I just really, it's just an awful, awful thing to have happened. So there's that. And then the next thing, did you see the Ruby Rose stuff? I heard something about oh, girl. it. Girl, like- okay. So here's the deal. I kind of knew about, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm talking about Ruby Rose who played Kate Kane on Batwoman. And she left the show after a year. So the the story everybody was sold was, you know, Ruby didn't want to continue with the show and was leaving of her own volition. And, you know, the network we was like, kind of sure, we're good. Bullshit been, at the time, yeah. Though. yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but okay. <laughs> like, I knew, and I feel like it was common knowledge, but I don't know if it wasn't enough, but I knew she got really hurt on set. Well, yeah, I feel like they reported that because wasn't it fairly early It was on? significant. Yeah. And she had like neck damage and I thought she almost got paralyzed. And so it was, I, like, I could tell that the reason that she left was not her own volition because like right. you say, she got injured and you knew that there was, there was friction. Well, there's friction. So yeah. So this is like a year later, they've cast somebody else and the show and she came out on Instagram with like, it was kind of hard to follow, which I almost, when this, when this stuff happens, I almost believe them more when it's like choppy and like, it's just like a stream of consciousness. It's a little and bit just, more emotional. And just super emotional. Like clearly it's not they have. Really right. Nobody spell checked this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like grammatically, we didn't have an editor here. So it was kind of all over the place, but basically she boils down to, you know, the CW is a shit show and the We've network is off. Yeah, what else is new? The network <laughs> is awful. They were demanding her to go back and um after 10 days after having like serious surgery 100 percent um, believe that yep i'm like yeah sounds sounds about right and then they were demanding that the crew and they filmed during covid and she was like no we're not going to do that that doesn't seem like a great idea you know riverdale shut down and so is the flash so why can't we be shut down um she kind of like took to task uh carolyn dries which carolyn dries wasn't she on vampire diaries she is 110% the reason I did not watch Batwoman because I heard she was gonna be showrunner I'm like fuck no never again she took over the vampire diaries after Julie Pleck left and um (laughs) basically ran my show into the ground it was just those last seasons were just atrocious how delightful so I just couldn't I was just like no she's an absolute nightmare um, so then she went after Peter Roth, who's the head of uh, yeah, I recall him, Mister yeah, crotch steamer, like somebody who likes to have his pants steamed. And I mean, I'm listen, like, what? From the- what I know about WB and CW execs, <laughs> right. absolutely one hundred like, fucking ten percent plausible. Plausible. Like I mean, you don't even have to sell me that. I already bought it. Yeah, two years ago. Right. So yeah. basically, she said she did not quit. They essentially, I think, like, in order for the, her to continue with the show, what I kind of read between the lines is that she was going to have to admit that or sign some document that they were not at fault for, you know, the accident that almost paralyzed her. And she was like, I'm not doing no. that. So, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't like, either. there was a crew member who got third degree burns over their body and they, like, I wouldn't sign got- such a thing either. 
Yeah. And they wouldn't like set up a GoFundMe for him. They wouldn't set up a GoFundMe for a stunt double who got really hurt and was left a quadriplegic, which I remember that happening. Fans, I feel like the woman who was a quadriplegic, I feel like she, I can't remember what show she was on, but yeah, I knew she was on the Vampire Diaries and I knew that therefore she was a crew member of Vampire Diaries. So therefore I knew that Carolyn Dries knew her. So yeah, it was like, it's just, and then she was talking about how like, People said that she had bad behavior. Do you remember the guy who played the prince in Drew Barrymore's um, Cinderella ever yeah. after? Okay. Um, so basically, he's a piece of shit and screams at people and I is late. Do Scott. 10% believe that. I'm like, too. believable, believable. He looks like the sort that would. I'm sorry. Right. Just yeah. I, I really feel, I was like, yeah, that tracks. Um, so I'm then, not hearing anything controversial here. No, I know. And I run it, I run into anything that feels like it's off the wall. Not so far. And then she threw under one of the co-stars of the show who bitched about her being late once and she was never late. It just sounds like Ruby had very contentious relationships with certain Ruby people. Ruby had on. some shit on her chest that she wanted to get off. Right. So she just wanted to share. I'm all and for whenever a CW actor wants to share like, what's like, on their okay. soul. Yeah. I'm like, go oh, ahead and baby. We'll, we'll I know. Live your best life. So <laughs> yeah, it it's it was kind of a little, but you know, of course the network network responds and is like, you know, um this is revisionist history says that Ruby was the one with the problems and the attitude and that well, she like, was they're, investigated. They're come out and say, oh, she's absolutely oh, right. we're so, Yeah, that's super true. All true. All true. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Probably nowhere. But Probably nowhere. Let's it is what it is. But it just kind of confirmed that what people were hearing, that it's a disaster show. I mean, this is the network that had KJ Apple drive home after a 16-hour day, and he crashed his car. Correct. They wouldn't spring for a fucking driver for him. Correct. I'm like, maybe... Like, listen... Like, there's not I, enough I money know. for that? Give me a break. I don't know who out there needs to hear this, but these these production companies, these networks, these executives, producers, you know, all these people on these movies and TV shows, they don't care about the people as a rule. They care about the money, the bottom line, how much I would definitely hours say that's of work true of they networks. can get out of people without having to pay extra, so forth, so on. Like, they're not, not going to throw every shows out of the goodness of their soul. Yeah, so, I'm not going to throw every producer under the ground, but I think I no, think no, not every single one. Definitely, like, we got the problem over the CW. Like, I don't. I'm not here for anybody that wants to sit there and like defend. The people behind Batwoman, or no. even defend the people on this movie Rust, which no, Alec Baldwin is a producer um, for that movie, so yeah, so you know, it they're, means they're, that he, mm-hmm. you know, he had some say in what was going well, on. There. It and was if, low and budget. Was bad, I heard you know, the words "low budget" get tossed around, so I'm like, okay, nobody wants to spend any money when it's low budget. And trust me, compared to the other networks, the CW is very small with a lot less money. So, I, so the fact that they're running their actors into the ground. It's just, it's a bad look. Yeah. They were having, I read a story because people were like tweeting stuff out. So when Tom Welling was on Superman, the 
like the cast got really worried about him because he was like they're like they're gonna kill superman and it wasn't even just like okay they're concerned about tom but they're also concerned like if tom dies the show is over and this is a hit so they (laughs) were concerned about their jobs so they for some reason tom was not allowed a driver because i don't know he's the lead of one of the most successful series on the cw's history but that's neither here nor there and then something about how the cast gave up the options for their drivers so he could get a driver i'm like this nickel and diamond bullshit that's it's stupid is nuts like you guys don't make enough money like give me a break and then like that let's not even get into like the their racist ass and the shit that candace um, has had to put up with on the flash and yeah there oh, it's not good it's not good so i was like oh well you know there's ruby rose throwing a little bomb out there good for you sweetheart keep doing your best <laughs> yeah keep I'm doing not, your best, I'm babe. about to sit here and defend big wigs against crew and actors mm-hmm. who try to speak out on this yeah when people say the network is the devil Believe the network them. is the devil. Believe the them. It's the okay? devil. Guys. <laughs> Believe them. This isn't that hard. Yeah. Not good. Not good. So how's your New Amsterdam watching going? I am done with season three. Oh, good. So I'm caught what do you think of Max's voicemail? Let's start oh my God. with that. That was loaded. Like, was a lot when of... that last episode started with that, a lot of and they lots. were, like, doing the voicemail, I literally had to stop it and, like, go do something else for like, a couple hours. Down. Like, I was like, the ways I can't I've been handle thinking about you. And he's like, right he now. sounds like, I don't know. He that was, was fan like, fiction. It was, like, was. super sexy talk. I'm like, jeez, <laughs> dude. And then she comes back. But then I'm like, wow. Like, that's going to light her panties on fire. And she basically called back and was like, hey, Max, you lit my panties on fire coming back home. And then he's like, oh. Oh, hi, neighbor. Long day. <laughs> Hello, fellow co-worker. Hi, co-worker, <laughs> who I just. Oh, what was my day about? I found my wedding ring. I'm like, I'm going to shove that wedding ring so far up his ass. I was like, how do you people stand him? He's such a pine tree. And like, this was after he had the two little heart to hearts with uh, Floyd and the old lady who runs the board. Karen. Karen. Is her name really Karen? Yes, her name is really Karen. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Um, She's such a Karen. Okay. So... The person that I personally feel is the hero of the episode was Floyd because Floyd was like, hi, remember how when I was engaged, I held on to that ring and I realized I was just holding on to it because I felt guilty. I I mean, we've done been new, folks. The truth has been spoken. Finally. So I was about ready. And then he was like, oh, and so, you know, she knows him like the back of her hand. So she could see the shift. And then she was like, well, maybe too much has already been said. I'm like, oh, here we go. I swear to God, if I didn't know the ending, I would have been throwing things at the television because this man <laughs> tries my patience, y'all. So he steps oh, wait up. until you get into he season steps, four. He steps up to the door. Like, he's literally a foot away from going into her place. And he's like, well, I should Later, say night. fellow co-worker. <sighs> See ya, fellow co-worker. <laughs> The platonic feels that I have because they're totally platonic. And look at how married I am. And I'm going to walk myself home. And I was like, I just don't understand how this the fans have not murdered him where he stands. Like, seriously, what a fucking dumbass. And so, then they had the audacity to close the door. Yes! 
that was the other thing. So, like, literally, he gets his head out of his ass finally, and he's running. And I'm literally like, you better run. And he knocks on the door. And I'm like, you know what? The fact that they, like, because I didn't know all the preceding nonsense before we got no, to I the door. Either. I just was like, oh, he came back to the door. I thought the, the I thought the closing of the door was bullshit before I knew. Right. And then after I knew, I was like, oh, it is such bullshit. But with all the jerking her around and the lighting panties on fire and then backing off the panties, like, I'm sorry. There, there was a deserved kiss moment and they should not have shut that door. That was the rudest room. It was the rudest first kiss i've ever seen who does that and then what they had to wait like what three months eat me i know everyone's like well they gave us a great sex scene yeah they better they had to it was what you were owed they thought they did they can show their faces in public but yeah honor yourselves (laughs) damn fam it's what you were owed they don't get extra credit for giving you what was owed (laughs) it's like it's like okay for me who is a voracious romance reader Mm -hmm. it's if i'm reading a book and the level of sexual tension in that book as it as it slow burns its way through through the book like if the if the level of sexual tension starts growing past a certain point i'm like okay well this sex scene is gonna have to deliver because the right. more you grow that tension, right. the more you have to deliver to make it, like, you don't want to leave your readers, viewers, whatever, hanging. If you build it to a certain degree, you have to pay off to a certain degree. Right. Point. Otherwise, you're just a tease. Otherwise, you're a fucking asshole. Nobody's you're a literary watch, read, tease. Whatever. And nobody you likes you. Yeah, so, but other than that, I have to be honest, season three was pretty weak. It was underwhelming. I was like, this is like, we are rapidly approaching the least favorite The highlights were Max finding out she was dating. That was the best. Jen, and then Max finding out that she broke up with Jen. Yeah. And then the shower thing with the poison. Yeah, I'm still annoyed that That they cut the dialogue. I'm still annoyed about that. I'm I'm upset they cut the dialogue, but like when I first watched that scene, like with all the it's context, intense. yeah, it took me to the floor. Yeah, it was intense. It was really. It was like I'm like, she took off his pants, and I feel like they had a very deliberate face and crotch shot that was like. <laughs> I was like, like I know this is like we're doctors and we've seen bodies before. We're cool with our nakedness. I'm like, really, writers. Okay. Well, okay, we're gonna do that. I know he's blind. Nothing's gonna happen. But that was a lingering shot of undressing him. It was. It was fairly uncomfortable. As and a I viewer. was very curious, like what what underwear does Max wear? He wore apparently black briefs. Black like, briefs. And give. Briefs. Do you remember yeah. the horror show of the the underwear that Oliver would wear? The boxers. Let's not talk plaid, about the baggy the boxers. Plaid baggy from, boxers. From... Oh, I was like immediately not attracted to you anymore. I was just like, <laughs> why would you do that? They didn't like, want you had to a real opportunity they didn't want here. Us to see Stephen pack the semi, but here, <laughs> listen, guys, you can still see it. It didn't matter. There's nothing that's gonna cover up that anaconda. <laughs> so I don't know what you want. Instead, you traumatized us with regular boxers. Way to go! <laughs> You're like, okay. 
whatever your man was unhung there's reasons for that so <laughs> just call God. a spade a spade it was so true <laughs> so not right anyway so i appreciate that they just were like you know what we're gonna put max in some you know some some briefs and we're gonna make them wet so there you go i'm like okay but then it was like he woke up and then he was like and then he was like i don't remember. he's like i don't I remember. Do remember and i'm like the bitch you don't remember i was like this feels like somebody who like made a drunken phone call and was like i don't remember what i said even though that's clear they absolutely do remember and then she's just like shattered and he's like oh but i do remember it's like would you just can we get the man to stay in a and lane? then the cock blocking grandparents phone call Okay, the, the freaking grandparents. Okay, I gotta talk about these You two people. are already on my list for the cock blocking, and now this yeah, but now away his daughter. They kidnapped her. <laughs> I was like, as they're packing her shit up, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna be home soon," and they're like, "We're leaving with Luna," and he's like, "Oh, that's good, you know, because I almost died and I was blind for a second, so I appreciate you guys staying a little bit longer." Like, no, we're taking her to our home and we're suing you for custody. I'm like. That's kidnapping. You don't get, you can't do that. He came to their house and he's like, listen, I can sue you and I'll win and you'll never Mm -hmm. see her again. Yeah. But I don't want that to happen. So I know. Fucking hand over my goddamn kid. Give me my goddamn kid. Yeah. I was like, finally. I was like, find a pair, freaking Max. Like, grab a pair of balls and walk up to the door. Max has to constantly be told to grab his balls. It is. I'm like, listen, I know you're like a Labrador retriever, but oh my God. Like literally Labrador in human form, but fight just for the once. people that you love, Maximus. Or I Oh, and then like during the deposition, they still had her. They still had her. Like they're in the they're in like the deposition kind of the whatever, the the arbor whatever with the attorneys and they're everyone's discussing this and they still had her. I'm like, how they're like, oh, Max has been very generous about, you know, not prosecuting you for Luna. I'm like, you mean the kidnapping that they committed? Yeah, that was real nice of you. And then he was like, they're like, well, you're never home, Max. And then he was like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're better off taking care of her. I'm like, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? <laughs> like, there's certain things that should not require a pet talk, Max. Max? You, you remaining a father to your child and the fact that you have, I don't know, employment which precludes you from being with her 24 hours of the day is not an actual like that's not a crime that's actually that's called parenting what do they think money grows on trees does he does does he think the shit apartment just pays for itself i'm so upset they're still in that goddamn apartment <laughs> like seriously is the blood still there I don't you know. want the blood to be there. I'm just so upset. The they're like they're all in there. Like him, Helen, and Luna are all in the with the blood <laughs> of his dead wife, soaked into the wood. Like, yeah, that's I hate fun. it. And she has like this gorgeous apartment. What no, was no, she that up? She gave that up. <laughs> what? What? Why? Because Why? they're moving to London, Jim. Why doesn't he give up his shit apartment? I don't know, Jen. In the beauty of the architecture from which she... I know. I don't... What? Why? 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 I know. Are they trying to make this as uncomfortable for the two of them as possible so they Correct. break up? Yes. Because, okay. listen, let me tell you. Yeah, catch me up. Last, I'm fine. The way the last episode ended, I'm... 
I'm upset. <laughs> so yeah, so it sound so I caught the last scene because it sounds like you know he's doing the dicking around with maybe I'm not going to go to London now. Yeah, and she walked in on him saying it, and it was right after she'd had a rather emotional. You're going to love Iggy. Let me just put it this way: a rather emotional breakdown, courtesy of Sir Iggy. I hate that abuse. man. I hate he that man so much. Like tore her apart, and at the end, she's like, "I don't. It's okay. You you were wrong." And I'm like, "No, no." <laughs> He was fucking wrong to do that. But anyhow, it's really hard so like, to decide who's the worst, Bloom or Iggy. He like made every her cry. Made her cry. So she you know, goes to the, the roof to, you know, either get some air or hopefully find Max there. And what does she find? Max Get Steel, some like, comfort with her boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seriously, sometimes I wonder if like writers are pissed about pissed at actors. So they write this scene of Iggy being an absolute dick to Helen because what's his name was an absolute dick to Freema. I feel like there's like I don't know. Like I feel like there's that did feel stuff. like there was some subtext in this because episode. like okay, like here's another thing. Like the dude who played Floyd, like apparently this was a big Freema episode, and it was like she had like a and lot he of was like scenes. yay. And he was like, yay, Other Bloom. Chick. She, the chick who was playing Bloom, she no, was amazing. No, it, it wasn't Bloom. It was the other guy, wasn't it? Or was I don't it remember. Bloom? I was just looking at, I was just looking I at Sharper and fans. Like the, what's her name? Being maybe. crabby. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there's like dissension in the ranks or something. Like everybody's like annoyed that, oh, by the way, this is not an ensemble. It never was an ensemble, people. I don't know what to tell you. They, this is what they tell you in the first couple seasons to get friends. you all buddy buddy. But... Friends was an ensemble. They all got paid the same amount of money. I'd say Game of Thrones was an ensemble. Game of Thrones was an ensemble. Like yes, you had certain characters that were maybe like, but like leaders. Breaking Bad was not an ensemble. That's not an ensemble. Buffy, not an ensemble. Arrow. Not, an, Not ensemble. an ensemble. And you know what? Maybe it was the Vampire Diaries because my boy Stefan, Mr. Paul Wesley, was number one on the fucking call sheet. So everyone can eat can eat it. Wasn't he in Summerholder? He was three. I don't know why that's so important to me, but it is. <laughs> that seems exceedingly petty, my friend. Okay. Somebody always has to be number one. <laughs> Listen, I take my wins on that show where even friends had a number one. They are they're they're few and far between. Just leave me to the lies, okay? I need them. (laughs) Dear God, I was like, somebody was like messaging me. I want to start Vampire Diaries. Anything I should anything should I should I uh uh you know know about? And like, Stefan is everything, and Damon should rot in hell. But you know, I'm super unbiased. No, not even me? remotely. Me? I know. So yeah, it was kind of intense. Now I've got to catch up on the rest of season four. I, I really appreciated that it was a fast binge. Yeah, it was. Oh, I mean, okay. Says the girl who watched it all in a week. But I yeah. know that was impressive. <laughs> that was a lot, girl. That was a lot. I was like, eh, I don't know if I could do that. Well, and here's the other deal. All right, so Iggy and the Nazi patience. Like, what is he? He just because of down. his psycho stalker, right? So he lied to the psycho psycho stalker to get him out of the house, as one would do when 
which you know you under threat from a and now he's like my integrity yes uh, what does that say about me like i feel like he's like doing hamlet all the time you know what he i mean he is a fucking narcissist like, i was like you are not lean in as hard to that as they should have i was like the guy literally showed up he was stalking your kid you say whatever you need to say it doesn't mean anything no i can't i can't see patience okay <laughs> like I don't know if it's just like they're digging the bottom of the barrel here for storylines for that dude because we can only watch him interject his own personal shit into therapy sessions. Like, he's the worst therapist in the history of the planet. I agree with like him. I said, like I said, wait until you see what he does to poor Helen in the mm, latest episode. He's just terrible. Like, oh, look, I'm going to start talking about my weight issues. And then, like, the, 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 they finally had, like, characters call him out on it. Like, maybe <laughs> this isn't about you. <laughs> oh, my God, finally. <laughs> Oh my God. Meanwhile, yeah, no, husband... I don't like Bloom. I don't like Iggy. No, I don't Floyd like Floyd and Lynn are boring, in my opinion. I'm not shipping them. I'm sorry, guys. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't care. see what my the my baby Kapoor is no longer there, and that is like the heart of the show feels me. gone because like Kapoor was grandpa, and he was the best, and he was the only person that made Iggy tolerable yes thank you now we're just not controlled iggy all the time and it's just like no i did not realize how much babysitting kapoor did with that piece i didn't realize like i was always saying like during watching the first two seasons that like kapoor is like one of my favorites like there's helen and max yes obviously clearly like kapoor is right up there too yeah he's number three kapoor yeah and then like as soon as he was gone like i'm like oh I don't really like these other people. No, I know. <laughs> well, you made a lot of people on the show tolerable. Interesting. Interesting. Like, I kind of feel like it's a, it's like a, I kind of feel like Bloom is my Laurel Lance. I don't kind of. She is my Laurel Lance. See, I just, I can't. Something about that bitch. I don't know, man. It just I just rubbed me the wrong way. I like her. She, I've tried to like her. She was better, kind of, this season, because she wasn't just like a straight up pain in the ass all the time. But like, no, no she's, she's a part. Yeah, but then we get to the part with the girlfriend and the girlfriend getting into, um, by the way, that happened really fast. Like, we were in a closet together. She gets given her a closet. Then she moved in and then we're in love. That was like three episodes. I was like, holy shit. So I'm like, cool. Like, the, 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 the girlfriend wants to go to medical school and she gets into medical school in like Spokane or something. And no, she's, she was already a doctor. It was oh. about getting getting her into a residency program. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And Bloom, like, has a complete and total meltdown. I'm like, she's not dying. She's going to a hospital to work. If you love her this much, leave the hospital. What do you, what do you have at New Amsterdam that's keeping well, you like, here? Well, like, look at Max. He's like, okay, well, I'll go to London with you. Right. Like, he could have gone to... And she's, like, sobbing in a closet like she just died. And I'm like, this is a real, you're an emergency room doctor. I have a feeling you'll be able to find, you know, an emergency room that needs a doctor for you in Spokane, Washington. So anyway. now she's, like, lying to Layla about Yeah, bribing. so then we decided to buy Layla into the program. Okay, this is a swell idea. Lying to her. to her. But it hasn't come up yet. So I'm like, when's it going to come up? Oh, because it's coming up. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, it's gonna. I so, yeah. Anything that makes Bloom look like a fucking asshole. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> the whole Floyd and, like, expanding our horizons and our different sexual tape. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I can't stand. 
cheating storylines. I hate them. Just get a divorce. Just don't be married. If you want to sleep with other people, just don't be married. It's dumb. I just, I don't care about her husband enough to be invested. I don't care nope. about her enough to nope. be invested. Nope. I like Floyd. I but like all Floyd. I see is Floyd just like, oh, oh my gosh, I like sleeping woman. with her so much that I'm going to compromise everything that I believe I in. am. So here's a, here's a thought, sir. Stop sleeping <laughs> with her. It's not that hard. Yeah, I just, I just like, no, I don't like any of this. I don't like these storylines. I disregard them. So we'll see. Oh, so, yeah, season four episode, has been difficult. And then every episode in season three was a very special episode of Max doing like this. I'm going to solve this world problem, except it's really pedantic and like meaningless. And what he does, like when the Native American woman would not get a surgery he was like we're gonna fix all the harm done to a native americans by renaming the hospital <laughs> i was like what i what? loved when i loved when the the lady was like yeah that fixes precisely nothing <laughs> right she's like that doesn't do anything i like i love the scene scene where freema sorry freema and helen are like emily and felicity they're like the same people she 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 like tells him just shut up stand still and listen to what people are saying to you and how you can fix things. And he does that for about an episode. And then he's right back to all of his, like, cause she's like, otherwise you're just like another woke liberal. Well, and that's what ha- is happening now in season four with this, this new gal brought in to replace him, mm-hmm. which is what Helen overheard on the, on the roof is mean evil Fuentes wants to undo Every single one of Max's programs that he's done for the last three seasons, whatever. And and he's like, he can't stand that. And so now he's like, well, maybe I, I, I need to stay here and keep you from doing it. Because... Uh... <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. <laughs> I tell you what, I whatever, didn't watch. Max, whatever. I didn't watch this week's episode until yesterday, and that should tell you something because I just I was like I was not in I was not excited. Well, and here's the other thing: like the one, that, <laughs> the only time I was like I was like as I'm watching these very special episodes, it seemed like there was like a series of like arrow gun control episodes like happening multiple times <laughs> I actually I checked because I remember I texted you and I was like is this like continue on you're like yeah I'm like great yeah and basically so I'm like the only time I got really like what the fuck don't man? you love when he tried to solve misinformation by giving everyone internet and I'm like right? no <laughs> or like he decided that absolutely that does not solve that does not solve the problem or that they had like a hundred vaccines that needed to get used up, and then oh, they he took them. And he, yeah. they had people in line, but because they're rich, he he perceived them to be rich white people. They don't deserve it. So I'm taking this into the neighborhood. I'm like, did you just literally take vaccines away from people who need it because of you know their employment status? I was like, what is wrong with you? He's like, no, this isn't our demographic. We don't serve these people. I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, it, he was a he was just a straight up mess this season. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how you people. I get, I get that he's a puppy, but man, he's aggravating. He's aggravating times. puppy. He's like a puppy that is chewing on my beautiful dining room table and won't stop. That's what it feels like with Max. Just stop chewing on my shit, man. 
Speaking of puppies. Huh? Since we, I said, speaking of puppies. Oh, yes. My puppy? Since we tend to discuss any kind of cultural phenomena. Oh, yeah. I I feel like as as the resident TikToker, I need to mention the 13-year-old pug named Noodles, who apparently on a day-to-day basis can determine what sort of day everyone's going to have. Because is this Bones Day? I yes. love that dog. Okay, so this started like several weeks ago, and I'd started seeing this on like my TikTok page. I'd see this, and like it just exploded. So this guy has this thirteen-year-old pug, and every morning he goes up and he pets the pug, and he does his little video, and he's like, "We're gonna see if if Noodles has bones today." So he picks up the pug. And if the pug flops back down onto the bed right away, then it's a no bones day. And if the pug stays standing up, then it's a bones day. So cute. And I tell when I tell you this has taken over like everything. Apparently the little the little shit was on the Today Show this week. I was like, my God. What has this become? It's so cute though. Cause I love it. I like I know a no bones day is supposed to kind of like be kind of like a bummer. Well it's like, it's, it's, it's so as cute. he as he defined it today, he was like, You don't wear hard pants on a no bones day. Yeah. <laughs> you wear soft pants. Like he, when he collapses, though, it's just so funny. I'm like, I can't. Like, I love that the dog lets him do this too. Like, it's like part of his routine. Here comes dad. He's gonna pick me up. <laughs> like, it's it's. There's other TikToks that reference it. And yeah, it's, it's really just, funny. It's it's, it's really a lot, funny. and it's so much fun, and it's so pure and wholesome. And how often can we say something on the internet is pure and wholesome? You know, I'm really like looking for some of that content because I, you know. Seriously, we need it. Yeah. Like somebody had um, their kid in a Halloween costume dressed like a, like a coffee from Starbucks and I tweeted it because it was the most precious thing you're ever going to see. <laughs> like shit like that. That's what I want. I'm That's like, honestly, there's some days when I'm like scrolling around on TikTok that I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I, I scroll past anything that's like remotely real yeah. or, or, or difficult. And I'm like, I'm like give no. me more animals. Give me more <laughs> goofy Can jokes. I get a giraffe in here, please? Yeah, that's kind of like where there I'm was a, There was one, I and I tweeted this video, I think yesterday. I tell you what. Okay, so this gal introduces it as my bully neighbor. Okay, she's this gal, single gal, and she's got this neighbor, single guy. Okay, uh-huh. he's he's always a bully. He's always kind of a jerk to her, but like they're best friends and have been friends for three years. Okay. 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 <laughs> and in the video that I posted, she was like, he was helping her hang a bike rack in her garage, but like she didn't have a ladder and he didn't want to go to his this. house I to get the ladder. <laughs> And so he has her get up on his shoulders to like take these hooks out of the wall. And you're like, you're watching this and you're like, my God, this is a ship. This is like, this is, this I kept is waiting for her to like for a Hallmark movie or a romance. Right. I kept waiting for her like for her to fall and him catch her in his arms. You know what I mean? Like just something like super extra like that. 
But like, no, it's just, it's just, you have to watch the thing. It's, it's, it's funny. You're watching it. And then she's like, no, we're not, we're not, he's, we're not in love. Like the first comment cracked me up. Cause they're like, people listen. Sometimes men and women can be in a platonic friendship with one another. Not these two, but you know, some people, <laughs> like, nobody believes that these two lie. Had sex after they got out the yeah mm-hmm, exactly it's sexual tension man yeah I think I'm probably gonna have to like break down and get me some TikTok because it's really it's, funny stuff. It's, it cleanses my soul that's all yeah, I'm gonna it's say good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff did you hear that um speaking of TikTok Gabby Petito, Petito yes. yeah that piece of shit they found him dead and that was I the only one that was a little disappointed uh, I, was I was like, no, I wanted him to be found alive so that his oh, ass could get grilled. Like, listen, I understand on a basic level he's burning in hell. And whatever punishments the good Lord can, dig, you know, come up with him are going to be better than what we could have do- done here. But I but, also wanted him, you know, tarred and feathered. Well, I and, wanted her family to be able yeah, to Yeah, to have closer. their day in court. Yeah, I think it's, well, here's the other, I mean, like, they know what happened. You know, they like know they know, why. She, but they don't know why. I mean, not that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of those answers provide closure because what reason yeah. a psychopath give for killing your kid? That's like, oh, makes total sense. You know, like no. Well, it's just I like, just I want to hear you try cycle. to explain like, yourself. Right. I mean, <laughs> abusers like this are just fucking cowards. You know what I mean? It's just oh, like it was such uh, a coward move. I'm like, yeah. So he put a bullet in his brain, living out in the wilderness, and some dogs. You know, a wolf ate him. I'm like, well, at least he got. At well, least the and, family and here's the have... thing, like, like, there's no shadow of a doubt that he was guilty. Oh, 100%. You, you do that to yourself. Although, that's, it'll be that's fun waving to watch a big his... flag that you're yeah, guilty. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch his parents do the mental gymnastics that, you know, they'll find a way. I still want them prosecuted, because they ate and embedded. So, let's line them up. Oh, we don't talk about it. Where's Gabby? Oh, we didn't really, we didn't talk about it with him. Oh, okay, for a month, and she lives with you. Interesting. They knew exactly where he was the whole time. Because they led them right to the They led right to the body. They knew exactly where he was where he was camping. I think they only went out there because then they started getting worried that he might have done something to himself. I'm like, you think? <laughs> I can't go on, you are not dealing with he a brain trust here. He strangled his girlfriend, his ex-fiance. Yeah. God. Oh, I wonder who did it. Okay. Yeah, so I was really annoyed with that. I was like, you know, I was going to really enjoy him being in prison. Yeah, same here. And and we're not going to get that. Now I just, we don't I get just, to enjoy it. Yeah, I just, like, I'm confident, like, justice is always served. So he's burning One in hell. One way or another, yeah. But I just, man... Our need for vengeance is strong as humans. Look at Oliver. <laughs> You know, he built a whole persona on that need. Well, we just want some catharsis. That's all we want. Not too much to ask. I know. I promise Lauren and I will eventually start watching Arrow again. She just needs to be home for more than five seconds. Social butterfly. I mean, I'm raising a teenager. It is happening. I'm like, do you have to be gone at dance every night? Can't we do stuff? Like, not be doing things? I don't know. I feel like I wasn't that busy when I was a kid, but I don't know. Probably I was. I feel like I got really busy in high school and she's still in middle school. I don't know. <laughs> like what? Yeah, what? Evie's doing face painting at the Harvest Festival. 
Well, the, that's just super cute. One of the teachers came because she's in an art class, you know, an arts Evie's big thing, and came and asked her if she'd be willing to volunteer to work at the face painting booth at the Aww. festival at the elementary school. So. I love that. Yeah, so she's that's gonna so go do sweet. that tonight. I'm glad that she's found her passion. Yeah, well, she kind of found it a while ago, but yeah. she could be an art teacher. <laughs> she'd be really good at that. She loves art. That's her thing. That's, That's her, her passion. That's Getting it. up on time to go to school Listen. in the mornings. Listen. So. That's not yeah, my she's... thing either. I tried to have a talk with Nick because he let me sleep. His family was in town. I got really mad at him. And I wanted to lay down for a little bit. And But, like, his whole family was coming over for dinner. And, like, it was going to be a thing. And he let me sleep through it. <laughs> And wow. I was like, what are you thinking? He's like, I came up here and you said you wanted to sleep. And I was like, you can't trust sleeping Jen. She lies. I was like, I have no idea what I'm saying. Like, I will literally lie to stay in bed and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm- just like my children. Yes. And I'm like, and I have no conscious memory of having this conversation. I never do. Like, sleeping no. Jen is a Neither liar. Neither do my kids. Yeah, she's a liar and she is not to be trusted. And Liam you... will sit up in bed and talk to me. Yeah, and then later on say, "I wasn't awake. I don't remember this." I, and I'm like, I'm "Are legit- you kidding?" Me? I don't know if Liam's telling the truth, but I am legitimately not awake. Nick has full conversations with me, and then he's like, "Don't you remember saying this?" I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm like that deep of a sleeper, so I told him like, "You can't trust anything that comes out of my mouth. You have to get me up." Like, physically get me up and talk to me. Or, but, like, stick to what conscious Jen said. Like, stop trying to, like, re... He's like, or you could just, like, get up. I'm like, no, that's just... That's not going to happen. Like, can we just meet me? And I was so funny. My mom was like, has he not lived with you? Like, my mom was like, yeah. No, but here's the thing. Nick and me are similar in that we are the awake people. Yes. Once we wake up, we're awake. It's done. Right. And we don't understand people that can't do that. Yeah, he does. Like, he, like. And it doesn't matter how many years you have experience with it, you're never going to understand it. Yeah, so my sister explained to him that sleep is my superpower, honed over many years at the Mayo Clinic, that I can sleep in any situation. Like, anything and like, i cannot sleep yeah in any and he's just like i don't understand and then when i'm asleep i could really sleep through a hurricane i mean that's why i stayed up so much i got into such bad sleeping habits when lauren was a baby because i was terrified i would sleep through her crying so i would just stay up all night oh my god and like poker <laughs> i was working too at that time but like, yeah I, it was bad it was really bad i also had some ptsd issues but yeah i would poke her and make sure she was awake and she wasn't like dying of sense because i wouldn't like hear her there was only really one time where i like legitimately like really didn't hear her and she she got tired of uh waiting for me and she like flung herself out of the crib <laughs> Well, so that's how we found out that she needed to not be in a crib anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. She just like came toddling down and like woke me up. She's like, hi. I was like, oh my God. What are you doing out of your crib? So it was terrifying. So yeah, you know, first time parenting idiot moves. But yeah, I'm really a super deep sleeper. 
and I'm the world's lightest. Yeah, Nick is a really light sleeper, and he gets up at the same time every day. I don't understand same how that's here, possible. Same here. Yeah, I'm like, how do you? It's it doesn't matter. Like, weekend, weekday. Yep, he's got an internal alarm clock. He wakes up and he's like, that's the end of it. Whereas, like, I could literally, like, if I sleep for like 20 hours, I and wake up, I probably could sleep for another 15 and be just fine. Like on the weekends, sometimes. Sometimes I'll get up when I wake up, but sometimes I'll just lay in bed and I'll read. Yeah, I'm like not intentionally being lazy. It's an actual physical I I like. <laughs> and like Kyle will keep sleeping until like nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, well, so that would be reasonable. I can literally sleep all day. So I, it's not like I'm. I have been like this since I was a child. I I, I it would actually be much easier for me because like I will also like not hear my alarm or sleeping Jen because she's a liar, will shut off the alarm, and I don't even wake up. Well, Kyle Kyle isn't either. Like, he isn't like me, and he isn't like you. Yeah. He's, like, the in-between. He's the sort that can use a snooze, okay? Yeah. Now, what happens is his alarm goes off. That wakes me up. I'm up. And then he doesn't get up at that first alarm. There's no point in me trying to go back to sleep, because I can't. Right. And then he has another alarm that goes off, and then he gets up. Oh. And it's just like, I I had a roommate, my first roommate in college. She had an alarm that she, like, okay, her first class was at 8 a.m. Yeah. My first class was at 9 a.m. Yeah. So I didn't have to get up until 8, which is when she would have left to go to class. Yeah. What she did is she would set her alarm for like 6 a.m. And it would go off for like an hour and a half until she'd get up. And then she'd make all kinds of racket getting ready. Yeah. And then by the time she left is when my alarm would go off. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I only I'm did that like if my as like my roommate my roommate always had early morning cl- classes and like she would make coffee and that would wake wake me up. But like yeah, I'm one of these like let the alarm go off for an hour and keep hitting snooze because I'm not gonna get up. <laughs> so, I, I it's to fine actually... to do if you don't have a roommate in the room with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't. I was an RA, so I have my own room most of the time. No. So I just, had this was my first roommate experience. Oh yeah, that's and shitty. I was that's shitty. I was horrified. She yeah, was terrible. It's just, it's like to me, it's like a whole process of waking up and that kind of stuff. So like, I understand people who do that, but that's very rude to do to you. Well, it's just like if that's how you're gonna be, that's not why very would considerate. Being a roommate, why don't situation? you just get up at seven? Like, why set the alarm? Anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I agree. It makes sense, but like, I have done that. I have totally done that because I know, like, I have to begin a process of waking up. But I just automatically go to back to sleep, and I sleep so deep that I don't hear the next news. It's really a problem. <laughs> like, my child has to be like, Mom, you have to take me to school. Like, okay, then I get up. Like, then I can hear, like, if someone, like, literally says to me, Jennifer, you have meeting. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Okay, then I wake up. Like, I need like, to If my children were dependent on, like, having to wake me up to take them to school, they would never go to school. Well, here's the deal, though. Like... I, like when Lauren was little, I drove her all the time, and like, I was fine. I got up and I got her to school. But like now that she's older, I'm like, you can get me up. 
my god She's like okay so oh, what no. happens now so like kyle has his alarm that goes off at 6 30 i get up with his 6 30 alarm the one that he doesn't get up for yeah and i get up and i go do the opening salvo into the kids room yeah go open their doors time to get up kids it's morning Good morning get up up time to get up go back to the room lay down read for a little bit then at, when his alarm goes off again at 6.45, he'll go and do a salvo. Tell them, okay, time to get up and everything. Then he comes back and he gets in the shower. Then at 7, I get up again, put my book down, get up, go wake them up again. And, like, this continues. Then it like it's, like, every 10 minutes. And then, like, if they're not in the car by, like, 7.24, then I start, like, having a meltdown. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren is much more built, like niche. Doesn't like being late and that kind of stuff. Like that would stress her out. But I was so here's here's my deal. Like I'm good. I can get up. I'll, I would get her to school. Like she was not late. Everything was fine. But then I go back to bed and I sleep a little bit more because I have a pretty flexible you. job. Now my job is a little less flexible, but like it's still pretty flexible. So yeah, I just you know it's. Again, my sister was right. It's sleeping is my superpower. I can do it anywhere. Like I can sleep through um, ultrasounds. <laughs> I can sleep. I I can't like sleep when, like in the car or on a plane. Oh I my god! Sleep. I like when I'm in a car, I'm almost narcoleptic. I can just like I just go. I just I'm out. I wish I could. Plane. I can, I can be on like, a plane. There have been times where like I've been in the car and it's like late at night and you're supposed to be like trying to sleep. And I will try, like I will yeah. actively be trying to sleep, yeah. and I can't because I yeah. have to lay down and it has to. Be oh, quiet that's the worst. Oh God, you have like parameters too. Oh um, man, those, those don't happen with me. Sleep is is hard one. <laughs> I can. I feel particularly proud of the ultrasound situation because that's amazing. Like, that's you impressive. have to be actively sort of awake because they tell you to hold your breath all the time. So yeah. I can sleep. But be conscious enough to hold my breath. That's well, scary, Jen. It was. This has been honed after thirty years of the Mayo <laughs> That's Clinic. a little I'm frightening. Kidding. I'm not I know. Gonna I lie. like. I'm like a zombie level. That's it's not, pretty hilarious. That's like not X-rays. Okay. <laughs> I used to sleep through X-rays all the time when I was little because I'd be in there. I'd be in the fucking room for eight hours, and they starve no, you. So I just okay. like. I'm just gonna go sleep. <laughs> It's a coping, it's a coping mechanism. I don't know what to do with you. I like, just don't. Yeah, I could always fall asleep with my mom. Mayo has, like, they had the worst chairs. Like, you'd sit in the most uncomfortable chairs for, like, five hours waiting to see your doctor. It's better now, but back in the 80s and 90s, it was really bad. And I could sleep. My mom was like, this is, she's like, She's like, this is a gift God has given you. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I remember when we flew to my grandma's funeral, my sister and I flew from San Francisco to Houston, and we had to switch planes to Indianapolis. But, like, San Francisco to Houston was a red eye. Mm. So we caught it at, like, midnight and flew all night. And I was supposed to sleep on the plane. Yeah. Not happening. That didn't happen. No. 
<laughs> everybody was mad at me when we got there. Why didn't you sleep? We have so well, much again, stuff to do like, today. And I'm like, it's not Please. like you didn't want to. Here's my thing. It's not that I don't want to get up. I literally just like, it's an actual like physical challenge to like wake myself up it's very difficult for me to wake up I don't mean to for it to be difficult but it just is I'm not intentionally being lazy but yeah I and I also think sometimes with me too the kidney function thing kind of comes into play and I need extra sleep just because I'm I'm running on low sometimes I give I give I give myself a little bit of a pass on that but like yeah if I'm not feeling good just leave me alone I need to sleep for seven for seven days like Cal knows that like she won't hear from me for like a week and I don't like start freaking out no no, she's like she's fine like no no. Nick would text me if like we're doing an FBI search and we have to go look for a body but like Nick better text me yeah I'm gonna be on the contact list yeah and she's like right so I'll text her hey you're, you're always like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I didn't feel good, so I slept for seven days. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> it's literally that bad. Like, when I drop off the face of the earth, it's just because I'm asleep. I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Mark Guggenheim isn't used to it. Like, that's how bad this is. Like, I'll b- email him regularly, and then I just stop talking to him for, like, three months. <laughs> and, like, I'll email him again, and he'll be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I was tired, and I didn't feel good. <laughs> it's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like no, everybody it's... in my life is like used to this behavior <laughs> so, it's just how Jen is it's just part of my charm all right well I have to go get my second COVID, COVID shot yay yay booster time baby more yes. COVID I'm, shots for Jen I'm really hoping I don't I, I don't have reaction to it but yeah I hope you don't either that would suck if did, I do, you, I did do. you have like, one after the second it was okay. I had, it was a little achy, but that wasn't too bad. But my so hopefully sister, hopefully, it'll be more of the same. But my sister, who's like the epitome of health, she got a fever. Like she never gets sick, and she got a fever. And the guy, my anesthesiologist at Mayo, was like, "Hey, you know, like women's and women in their thirties and forties are having like a tougher time with the booster." I'm like, "Well, shit, those are my fucking brackets, man. What do you want from me?" Actually, I can't even say the thirties are not. Now I am forty. Well, Did you see here's the thing. Emma? picture yes is he sweet makes up for that was that's that's way more effort than any of my dentists have ever right yeah (laughs) my brother-in-law is my dentist guy so he made me come in on my birthday to fix one of my teeth and i'm like i was like it was fine like whatever i'm not like my sister is super into birthdays and she just gets so frustrated with me because i'm like She's like, what are you going to do on your birthday? I'm like, go to the dentist. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, it's your 40th birthday. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. So, yeah, he put balloons and a little banner on my dental room. It was really sweet. I tweeted a picture of it. So, he's he's a sweetie. He likes birthdays. And I also was very glad it was not anything embarrassing because, like, he totally blanketed our neighborhood in flyers with my husband in a bikini. (laughs) Wow. Oh, yeah. No. Knutsons take this 40th birthday thing very seriously and it's wow. like we're coming for you it was bad and then he like put it on our he had like a huge picture of it on our driveway <laughs> oh my god it was pretty funny it's funny when he's doing that stuff to Nick it's not funny when he does it to me not to you. <laughs> maybe he just knows to be gentler with oh, you oh he does he does okay. in fact he's, <laughs> he was annoyed because like his best man speech was just very heartfelt and then my sisters got up and they just like totally ripped on me like for a good solid 
minute just telling jokes about me and he's like I didn't know we could like make fun of you I'm like well when they make fun of me it's funny they're my sisters that's like that's like the rule they can make fun of me they're like my sisters are not mean funny they're just funny funny you know what I mean like there's mean funny and then I don't know like, I nice feel funny. like people have different different sensitivities of that mm-hmm. or money because mm-hmm. I always think I'm just being funny funny but like I'm told that I'm mean and I'm like you're I'm not, not mean you're funny <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean I'm just I'm just trying you're, to be funny you have a very similar actually I feel like you have a very sensitive similar sense of humor as Mark does it's very dry yes and a little sarcastic that's why I get Mark and like yeah. everybody would get so mad at Mark and I'm <laughs> like, like it's being a dipshit yeah that's like, just Mark being Mark <laughs> I think like too like it needs to be like there's an audio portion to it like people need to hear them saying it sometimes yeah, but yeah I, no, I love dry sarcastic humor I think it's the best because I'm just, not like, dry that's what sarcastic I grew up on. yeah I I'm I don't know what I am but yeah I don't I don't yeah I love it I think it's really funny so you're fine with me <laughs> that's good because Jen's my safe space and I yeah. remember when I had everybody in fandom telling me I was a bully I was like what and I was like nah <laughs> No. I'm like, I'll cut you to your face if you're being a jackass. But I'm like, no. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not meaning to be a bunny. You're not. But you know what? That Those days were so... Rough. Terrible. Heated. There was just Terrible. a lot of emotion in seasons four and five. It's like people were very like, don't tell me what to think. Don't tell me what to feel. Like if you tweeted an opinion, it was like, you were telling me how I should feel. I'm like, I that was, I remember that was a big thing. It was like, if you had a certain number of followers, yes, you had, couldn't tweet your opinion because then it could be construed as you telling people what to think. Right. Or like I, I was literally told by somebody one time that I had to be careful what I said because other people look to me to tell them what to think. And I'm like, what? I remember that email. What on earth are you talking about? That's absolute nonsense. No, that's not a... a I I do feel like I felt later in the later years that there was some pressure for me to remain positive all the time. Like if Jen gets worried or upset, then we're we're all going. Yeah, there was a certain to go. Like when Emily left, we had to be like, be like we had to like fuck up. Yeah, there were definitely <laughs> there were conversations had beforehand before we had hit record. Yes, <laughs> there was many times. Maybe like, several. We can't actually say what we think about this. I would say I frequently did not edit my emails to Mark. He got like my first. <laughs> Mark got what? the unvarnished gym. the actual fuck reactions quite frequently so that was fun for him and I'm he sure. still liked you so he was fine he's like yeah well he yeah. didn't feel bullied because no he liked he's me. Like, he's, I mean understands that my, people are none of my reactions were a surprise to him <laughs> so, he's like oh Jen's gonna, gonna be super hard for him to deduce that I was not happy with Oliver and Felicity breaking up like that wasn't a shocker so. like on no planet were you ever going to like that. So No, there's literally nothing you can say that's going to like... Also, it was just such a stupid fucking story. <laughs> Every bad. time I think about it, I'm like, no. Like, the only thing that I'm grateful for with that is that it was so stupid that it was easy to fix. Yeah. But like, and then like, they didn't but make anybody so cheat. Right. And nobody, you know, it was fun. So it's like, okay, fine. 
But like, this reason was so goddamn. Stupid. I feel like I feel like it really boils down to. Did you feel like five twenty was enough of a payoff for all of the suffering? I mean, I did, but I did. Too. My bar is pretty low, so. right? So there's the arrow. We're not that hard to please. We're really Other not. Other people might have had a higher bar than me, but right? I feel like we have a higher low. bar, which is completely fine. <laughs> Expecting quality television. No. Sure. That's no. the thing. I turned know. to the CW. I was not <laughs> expecting any quality whatsoever. None. Was I was, surprised had, when I I was in one of my buddies. We had gotten together after a while and had seen each other for a couple of years. And he's like, so Jen, what are you watching? And I was like, I'm watching Arrow and like a little bit of the, I was like, still doing the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> like I'm naming off all of these CW shows. And he's like, it's just really comforting to see that some things never change. <laughs> I was like, what? You mean I'm still watching TV like a 14 year old? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, so some, something's so calm and satisfying. I watched The Good Wife. I said I watched Breaking Bad. There's some quality in there. So, you know what I'm going to have to do now, though? Not a lot. I'm going to have to watch Riverdale next season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. It's bad, Callie. They put Barchi together and they're like going to be together together. And there might be mm-hmm. a baby. There might be a baby. Oh, no. I know. What do we do? I, should, I think what I'm going to do is just watch their scenes on YouTube because I can't. I can't. With a, I just. I just no. can't do the high school thing. I, I, I feel like I'm getting too old. I'm weirdly, I'm weirdly involved with those two. And, like, I know people are trying to sway me over to Nancy Drew. I'm just not there yet. So I'm mulling over Nancy Drew. But, yeah. I'm trying to think of what I've been watching. What have I been watching? Oh, Succession. Duh. Oh, yeah. So what did you think of the episode? (laughs) Here's the thing. I loved the season two finale or whatever it was. Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. the finale. I told you Kendall was bringing out the big There was like, it was. It was spectacular. He played it so cool. Oh. And just. That guy had me snowed all season. And Never then, for a second did I suspect Kendall of anything. And then we get to the, the season premiere. Yeah, it was kind and of what all of a sudden he's like manic boy. And I'm like, dude, like you hold must on to your pool. You're gonna blow this whole I thing. I know. But see, that's the that's that's Kendall. Like he's got the he's got the 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 ability to be a strong leader, but he just constantly fucks it up. I Kyle literally asked, like, does he have like manic depressive disorder? I was because... wondering if he's bipolar. Yeah, like, is he bipolar? Because he might be. We might get into that because he got this... really manic, and it was like really manic. I found it upsetting. Yeah, well, and it's kind of like with the cocaine and the drug use, and it does make me. It does make me wonder that that could be where things are headed. But and I was a little disappointed. Like again, the storyline: who's dad gonna name his CEO? Like I don't care like, anymore. Who gives a fucking shit? He like I don't care. It. Like the whole episode, I was like, we need to find a new plot line other than who is gonna be CEO because it doesn't actually matter. This company is gonna go down. I mean, well, that is kind of like the title of the show. I feel like <laughs> I'm there. Like Jen. <laughs> You can't get sick of drug storylines on Breaking like Bad. Why God, not? I wish he'd stop shooting so many arrows. <laughs> Fuck you, Oliver, you <laughs> stupid bow. <laughs> Why are you fighting crime with a bow and arrow? Stop dealing drugs, Walter White. Listen, I understand <laughs> that I'm <laughs> like, You need to get on board with the... 
don't know what you're expecting him. Like, why are they always talking about who's going to succeed him? <laughs> it's like they're obsessed with it. It's like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> this, is like, this is so me season one Breaking Bad where I'm like, every episode I'm like, why do we have to deal drugs like couldn't he just go get another job <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, Jen, you're so you gotta get on board with this premise and i'm like i still aren't seeing this <laughs> why mess <laughs> do you know what you're watching yeah uh, nick was like listen this is like bitching about why does damon like to kill people because he's a fucking vampire jennifer get on board god <laughs> I do. I have this problem. I, I have an annoyance with like shows sticking with their initial premise for too long. I'm like, move it along. Move it along. Let's buy. I was getting annoyed with New Amsterdam. It's like, okay, Max, you're going to be like a good Enough doctor. with the hospital nonsense. Yeah, and help the hospital be better. Whatever. Like, this is so annoying. <laughs> I have this tendency. It's, it's what true. the show's about. Yeah, I'm they're learned. like, but that's like what he does. Like, no, it doesn't. No. What he's supposed to do is just date Helen. I don't give a shit about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I date Helen. Every now and then I think about what our ideal show would look like. And <laughs> Listen, I know it made people really mad, but the Elizabeth Bed Bath & Beyond episode, like, <laughs> like... Jen's like, I'm on board for that. I'm, like, I'm really kind of okay with that. We can do that. That's fine. Run with the bed, bath, and beyond. I love people like that's not all we want. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like that's what I want. Let's just be honest. Listen, and you I would say that I would want that for about an episode, and then I'd be tired, and then be so bored. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be like, okay, that was great for one episode. Like you can't see them fight about which you know thread count. For yeah, seven episodes like, straight. I, domestic bliss is lovely for an episode. Well, I yeah, actually, like, like on the sidelines, watched this happen on Riverdale. Because I, like, Twitter watch it. And it was very interesting. Because, like, what was bigger than um, uh, Betty and Jughead, the bughead? They were, like, they were like the illicity ship. And maybe they still are big. I, I think viewership has dropped off as it does in an aging cw show what are you kidding when yeah. when? that never when? happens never not to the flash okay not to any show on the so, cw yeah arrow, nope. which it was is a just arrow because arrow shit like, okay it's all felicity smoke's fault it's all felicity smoke's fault yeah so <laughs> i like they kept like the characters they kept the couples together like, they put them back together kind of with, um, not really with Betty and Jughead, but with uh, Veronica and Archie. And, like, people were, like, really, like, we are sick of this. We are sick of the same couples every stinking season. Wow. So there you go. I mean, like, <laughs> the stability got boring. So there is some truth to that. But I feel like Arrow went too far the other direction. Like, what did we get? Like, six months of Oliver and Felicity happily married? Yeah, it's like you have to find the balance. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. And I feel like no show does a really good Nobody job has ever found the balance. balance. I really don't think that there's any show that has, like, struck upon what's the right like, levels. Not even, I mean, maybe Grey's Anatomy with Derek and Meredith. I kind of felt like they hit their niche with them. But then they decided to blow it all up with Derek moving to Washington. So, 
but even that to me that made sense for a drama for drama like that would be something a married couple will fight about like unemployment opportunity moving your family and you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I so I do feel like Shonda had the right levels there but then she killed him (laughs) speaking of Shonda before we sign off for the night yep I listened to this week the Duke and I the first Bridgerton book oh yeah and I just finished it today, and I'm here to say they changed a lot of shit for the show. Yeah, it sounds like the show is way less problematic than the book. Well, no, and no? yes, yes, and no, no, and yes. It's, okay, it's, it's hard to describe. It was so much quicker in the book. Like you know how usually you say like an adaptation. Oh, they left out a lot of stuff in the book. This they added a lot of shit in. Like the whole prince thing while the they were fake dating, yeah. like that never happened. Really, the Nigel Burbrook thing was like only like very, it was very minor. Okay, there wasn't like a big old thing with that. The gal that supposedly saw them in the garden, that never happened. Okay, uh, <laughs> and like the whole thing. With with her thinking that she was pregnant and then like getting her period at the the opera or whatever, yeah, that didn't happen. She oh, thought she wow. was pregnant and then she sent him a letter saying it worked. I'm pregnant, so he came to go see her and found her riding a horse. And he's like, "How dare you ride a horse when you're pregnant? Pregnant ladies aren't supposed to ride horses." And she's like, "Oh well, you know, two days ago I got my period, so <laughs> I was like, really, that's it." And then they got together, and it was there was like the party and the whole thing in the rain where they declared their love that never happened in the book you know this sounds very like not to bring them up again vampire diaries were like the books were like a basis but they changed a whole ton of shit yeah in the tv show it must be so i'm very interested i'm gonna listen to the next one the viscount who loved me or whatever season two i do but... have confidence that shonda I do think I, that I, I can say a, that she has she's she's making it definitely more dramatic. Yeah, I feel like more... I, I hate the decisions she constantly made on Grey's Anatomy, particularly like <laughs> anytime someone pissed her off, like she killed them. Like not every couple has to die in a fiery plane crash. But I do you know what think I think she's is, a good writer. Good and like what I like about this is like it's more concentrated, like right yeah it's like okay she told the duke and and that story and now we're done and now they get to they start fresh with a whole new well and it's also got the thing where it's like it's not being shown every week they film it all and then yes and it's all done and then you let it go forth i mean yeah you and i we i mean we would have killed for arrow to be a netflix show that would have been awesome fucking yeah like 16 episode netflix show and nobody (gasps) could say oh i hope they change this by the end of the season it's already done it's done then it's It's over right and like i feel like the rage doesn't last as long like, if everyone's like, oh, this is true. It's just like you're over it faster because, like, you're not living the show when for you nine binge, months of the year. You're through it in like a week. Yeah. Whereas when you're watching it over the course of a year, it's just yep. like the rage builds and builds yep. and builds. I even think, like, if they were releasing the episodes once a month or once a week, the, it, the rage would die down just because it's a shorter episode order. It's like, true. that would have been fantastic. I, I got. I got to be honest. Like the the shows where it's like the full twenty three episodes, those are getting harder and harder for me to like stick with. Oh my god! Tell me about it. I'm like, how <sighs> it's many just episodes exhausting. are in this season? I know. It's I'm just, tired I of it already. All the time. 
<laughs> oh my god is this not done yet like i'm working my way through chicago pd just because i'm discovering that procedurals are pretty easy for me to work because yeah, it's the same i can see that but, you don't you know what I mean? but it's entertaining yeah right yeah. It's, it's it's i say it cranks it up a notch from like la law you know <laughs> there's a little bit more action which is also kind of procedural yeah like it reminds me a little bit it's a little more edgier of a rookie blue so <laughs> i'm like i'm enjoying it a lot i really like it but there's nine seasons it's like holy fuck like jesus <laughs> Like, take me. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's like I just have like this stream of consciousness when it's on, and I'm like, when did I get to season two? What was the end of season one? <laughs> it just plays and plays. So yes, I am watching Chicago PD. It's like the first network procedural I have actually watched in years because I hate them all. This one, I've made it through a solid two seasons, and I'm not too unhappy with it. So. Yeah, I have a hard time investing just because I know, like, procedurals are, feel like perpetual motion machines, you they know? They do. Just... Like, oh my god, SVU celebrated their 500th episode. I'm like, girl. No. <laughs> Too much. Like, 18 years of Grey's Anatomy. I'm not catching up on that shit. Are you kidding me? No. Absolutely like, not. Aren't you all tired? Scott Speedman in the show. Or Don't not. you want to move on to something different? I oh, really admire the, yeah. the new Steedman. season of you is up on Netflix. I did see the first couple episodes and it's going to be funny. It's, it's been, it's been disturbing. Been, the second episode had mm-hmm. Kyle and I howling. It was, oh it was yeah, really it was hilarious. <laughs> and I mean, think? I know they're sociopaths, both of them, but. But like who else is made for each other more than more than me too? And the fact that Joe doesn't want her even though she's perfect for him. Like this is your soulmate, Joe. I'm sorry to tell you. Like you are complete well, it was really funny because you know, the first episode, you know, Joe's got the chick who for the neighbor chick. And Nick was like so annoyed because she's the annoying girlfriend from um, One Tree Hill, and she was the annoying <laughs> wife from Seals, and she was the annoying lawyer from LA. And here she is the annoying neighbor. Yeah, she's the annoying neighbor, and he was like, "How does this bitch keep getting work?" And then they kill her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this bitch. I, I don't think she's making her mortgage payments though. <laughs> what is and the part about it? Her husband is Scott Speedman, so. <sighs> I know I'm really excited Scott Speedman's getting some work and he literally looks like a vampire like he is not aged <laughs> it's like Paul Red. and listen Red I feel really glad that I can like expand into other characters with Scott Speedman because I hate I did not like Ben I was not a Ben girl yeah I didn't even watch and I was like still rooting for Noel uh-uh. so. it was Noel was my <laughs> listen when Noel showed up in Scandal being a hot sexy piece of meat i was like yes yes felicity look at what you missed out on it was great you cracked me up it was it was a really redefining (laughs) moment for me (laughs) (laughs) all right i really have to go to get my freaking shot now so go get your shot (laughs) okay bye bye
Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.